Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. All right. Good morning, Ando. Thanks a lot for joining me today. Hey, what's up, Luke? Oh, thank you for inviting me. That's awesome. I was talking like, yeah, me. Sounds good. Hey. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I've heard a ton about La Ventana. I'm yet to go down there. Um, but maybe for our guests at home and for our guests around the world, maybe let's give a bit of a highlight of La Ventana. Why is it such this ultimate spot for winging, kiting, windsurfing, all of it? Uh, well, uh, first of all, because it's Mexico. So there's always a, a fun, fun factor in there, implied. We have great tequila, great mezcal, and uh, good vibes. Everybody's very chill, especially local people. It's uh, super nice. But then, yeah, wind, wind, wind-wise, it's a, uh, it's a really great spot. Um, I, I came from mainland Mexico, whatever we call mainland. Uh, but little tip, uh, we, we as Mexicans, we don't like it when, when they said that we came from mainland. But anyways, um, uh, I had a, a bunch of options. I started kiting in Guadalajara. So I was going a lot to Bucerías and to the Mexican Caribbean, uh, like Tulum to say something that everybody will know. And then the first time that I came here, uh, I, I thought I didn't like the desert thing. I'm, I'm always been very tropical. But first time I come here, the whole scenery just like impacted me. It was like, I don't know, you have like these huge mountains in the background, the island, the turquoise water, and then solid wind. Uh, so it was like, it was, it was like mind blowing when I, when the first time that I show up on the beach and I was like, wow, this place has magic on it. The scenery is just like beautiful. Uh, and then that was when I was kiting mostly. I was doing. Uh, I started doing wake style. Then I changed to to riding a surfboard, and then I started playing with uh, with a kite and a foil. That was around okay. 2019, mm-hmm. I think, or 2000. No, maybe, I'm lying. Uh, that was when I was in San Francisco. I went to San Francisco for a little bit, and that's when I had my first fo- oh, kite nice. foiling experience. I didn't like it that much when when I saw kite falling for the first time. Uh, so it took me a little bit to get my head around, mostly because it was mostly uh, kite racing, like kite foiling racing. Oh yeah, those foils were and fast. And I, eh? I have never been into into the, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was more like coming from wake style and uh, actually I did wakeboard before. I was more into, into yeah, tricks, back rolls, front rolls, back to rolls, uh, I don't know, handle passes. So, Kite foil racing didn't, well, it wasn't something that I was looking into it. Um, but yeah, that was, I kind of like go up very far away from, from the question about what's good about love entire. <laughs> hey, that's okay, man. Um, when did you, let's say, get introduced to water sports for the first time? Um, and then how did they make you feel if you can remember that far back? Yeah, that was uh, the very early stage of my life. Uh, my my parents, uh, they have always loved camping at the beach. So they took me to, to, to the beach since I was uh, a baby, basically. And even though it was just like during weekends or vacations, I remember that my, the best time 
it was always when I was at the beach. I just uh, I just got so much freedom from it because also when you're in the city, you, you, your parents don't let you go out as much uh, to run in the street because, you know, there's cars or, or God knows what can happen. And when we were on the beach, uh, it was total freedom. Like we, we, we were just uh, camping and I remember that I had breakfast and as soon as I had breakfast, they let me just run away and do whatever I wanted. So I was uh, I was doing a lot of uh, fishing and then swimming and then I remember that for Christmas one day they gave me a boogie board and that was it that that was the that was kind of like my first glide <laughs> over over water and yeah that was mind blowing oh, for beautiful. me I, I spent the whole day on the water and from there I, I was just kind of waiting uh, during my my youth years to to become independent and being able to drive to just go to the beach, grab a surfboard, and learn to surf. So that's kind of how I started getting into water sports, just because I feel the cold from, from, from water. And then I, as soon as I was able to to do it, I, that's the first thing I did, go straight and learn, learn surfing. And yeah, from there... You went into straight into what, sorry? And, and into learn learning how to surf. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so you started with surfing. Oh, that's a nice background. And you got some pretty good waves around Mexico. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole Pacific Coast is amazing. Uh, oh yeah. Although again, I was living in Guadalajara, which is uh, like three hours away or four hours away to to the closest uh, point. But yeah, I was a weekend warrior. When as soon as I got wheels, we were I, I get a, a group of friends who, who were also trying to learn to surf, and we were just going to the to the beach. Uh, we were going to Michoacan. There's a really nice place called La Ticla. And La Ticla, it's a, it's a guarantee for waves. There's always good waves. And it's a really beautiful place. And yeah, that's where I, where I learned my ways to, to, to be close to the ocean. And since then, I haven't stopped. Uh-huh. I, I try to have a, a regular life, uh, you know, on the city working. Uh, but I, I always feel frustrated and, and I, I always feel like, uh, not motivated to, to, to pursue a, a, a I don't know, like a regular job or, or, or just to be tied to the city until I finally got the, got the balls to, 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 to stand up and say like, Hey, this is, I don't, I don't want this. I, I just, I don't care if I, uh, live on a tent on the but I it has to be on the beach. And that's actually how I started right. in La in, in La Ventana. I I had a, a business failure in, in a restaurant in Guadalajara. So I was broke and I came to La Ventana to kite and I was camping. I was living on a tent and and somebody offered me a, a job as a chef for a kite camp. And yeah, I said yes. I had nothing to lose. And then I, I just realized yeah. how happy I was. And I was living in a tent. And I was like, oh, this is probably, I hope that's true, as worse as it can get. And I'm so freaking happy. Yes. Like, I don't have nothing. I have a tent. I have my kite. And I'm just happy. Mm. So that's when I kind of like started looking at, at, at thinking about like, why, you don't, why don't you just move here? I have another friend, Ferrucho, who is a legend for me here. He he did the same move here, and uh, yeah, he was telling me, like, yeah, don't worry, everything's fine. Like, uh, uh, summertime, I have a spear gun, and I go get fish, so I have 
always something to eat. If I don't have money, I fish more and then I go to a restaurant and change it. I change fish for fish for a burger if I get tired of fish or whatever. So I was oh, like, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Like, uh, I, I shouldn't feel ashamed of uh, not being successful in something that I wasn't happy about it anyway. So that's when I go full into living in La Ventana. Good time. Oh, yeah, man, that's the that's the trap, isn't it? That's the trap. Do something that you don't that you don't want to do to chase success that may or may never come, rather than focusing on the ultimate life that you'd rather live. Hey, I want to congratulate you on that though, because not everybody has the courage to do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's lucky, and also, I don't know. Sometimes I think it took me too long to figure it out, but we, I don't know. Things come when it's when it's the time, and you just gotta take the opportunities. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you moved down to Laventana. How long did you? How long were you there until you started to get into, I guess, maybe into wing foiling? Or when did you start your school? Well, I started school around 2017 or 2018, uh, and, and it was just because I was working with a with a guy from from San Francisco. Uh, he was the one who who offered me to become a an Aikido instructor. So I went to San Francisco with him to learn how to teach, which I think is one of the hardest uh, place on earth to teach skateboarding. So if you can teach there, you can teach anywhere. San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, in the Bay Area. It's crazy. Um, so he, he got me into teaching. And uh, yeah, the guy was just like a roller coaster. This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10-kilometer downwinder done with my buddy Mickey from Salt Spring Island. Today, I got in an epic one with my friend Britt. Um, we went from Latuna all the way to the beach and back. Um heck of a fun time. If you're looking to learn, there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at Saladita Kite School. They are positioned at Latuna, and now that I've been here a little while, I've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots. It is one of the more beginner-friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, they do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, so once again, they're at Latuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, so don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at Saladita Kite School at Saladita kite school he was crazy and uh, he had a lot of good things he had a lot of bad things uh, so i learned a lot from him uh, and then sadly tragically he 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 got he got murdered i mean it's a crazy world okay and he got murdered in san francisco wow. and then i i helped his wife uh to keep going with the kite school and then uh, she decided to sell the school uh, uh, shortly after that. Uh, so that's when I thought, of, like, uh, yeah, like maybe it's, uh, I have to step up and, and, and start my own school. 
So yeah, that's how I get into into teaching and and founding uh, Saladita High School. Okay. And now, whereabouts are you in in La Ventana? Because I know there's there's a, f- a few kite schools there. Uh, so maybe for folks at home who aren't um, knowledgeable about the exact spots, could you explain maybe that? Yeah, sure. There's there's tons of kite schools. It's got to be like thirty now, I guess. Oh, uh, well. yeah. The, the, during the season, there's like pop, they pop up from anywhere. <laughs> Do uh, they pop up everywhere? Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, the bay is, uh, it, it's, it's quite a decent size, uh, bay. The main location is La Ventana, which is south of, of the bay. Uh, it's, uh, kind of where the bay, uh, makes a curve. Uh, the wind is very nice here and it's very safe because it comes from the wind, from the north. So it doesn't matter where you ended up, you're always going to get touched south on, on the beach. And it's all sandy over there. So it's always good. So we teach from, from, um, always where, where we have, uh, side wind conditions. So from La Ventana, then you have, uh, El Sargento, which is for, it's a, it's a bit north from, from, from La Ventana. Everything is like on a walk, walkable distance if, uh, if you have the time to do it. Uh, yep. so I teach a little bit more north from El Sargento, uh, which is a decent, uh, distance from, from, from South Beach. It will be around, I guess eight kilometers uh, in a, on a straight line. Uh, so I don't know. I really like that location. It's uh, originally was called Palapa Beach. Now there's a a, 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 a a restaurant there that has become very popular. That is called La Tuna. So everybody calls La Tuna the, uh, this beach now, and that's where we teach from. It's a wide sandy beach. Uh, which now become one of the most popular, uh, spots, uh, for kiting on, on the bay because it's, you know, white sand, uh, and it's very open. Uh, it's getting crowded a little bit, but oh, it's yeah. always nice anyways. And it's a good location to start a downwinder, for example. You just, just start there and then end oh, up yeah. uh, down here at Baja Yos or, or Chilo Chilo. Oh yeah, no, that would be that'd be pretty sensational. When did you start first seeing winging in La Ventana? Was it something that you thought would get as big as it is? Do you just think it was a phase? Well, what are your initial thoughts? I, I thought it was ridiculous when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> I th- I thought it looked lame. I yeah. was you know, but then I remember uh, that 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 was my exact same thought when I saw kiteboarding for the first time. Uh, I was a wakeboarder oh, really? and a surfer, yeah. and then I look at kiting, and I was that looks ridiculous. Uh, so lesson learned. I was like, uh, you better start start soon because it's only a matter. Of course, everything looks ridiculous when when people is figuring out something or discovering something. Nobody knows what it's doing. Uh, the stance they have look probably weird. Everything looks weird. So yeah, it doesn't look cool when something is starting. But just wait until somebody nail it and make it look good, and everybody's gonna try to do it. And 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 that was the case with with uh, with tiding and, and with foiling. The, obviously, the first guys who were trying, and this is one of the most common uh, things I hear from 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 new kiters or 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 yeah, that speak about foiling is like, oh yeah, they look they look really weird. Uh, it's only old people, and and they're just like 
simple, like moving their, shaking their arms. And, and yeah, because you're, they're looking at somebody oh, yeah. that is learning. But I don't know, look at Kai Laney, for example, and you're going to be, wow, that, that's freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started around, uh, uh, when did I start? Winning? I think it was 2019. I remember I had right. a Nash, and I, I get my hands into a Nash, uh, wing, hand wing with lots of, uh, handles. That was the first thing I noticed. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which handle those. should I grab? <laughs> no uh, idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. And I, I, I think it was a really bad design, uh, multiple handles. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had that set up on a, on a big ride engine or slingshot uh, foil that was huge and heavy, like really, really heavy. And uh, I got my hands on a Takuma board. Uh, it was like a hundred and probably 120 liter and it was interesting right. because it was kind of like uh, the design was like a really like displacement pool like very deep b bottom pool hmm. uh, which kind of remind me now of the of the downwind board that i'm seeing it's also displacement pool 100 percent uh but it was super hard to to get balance because of the big displacement pool or b shape it was very Side to side, uh, it rolls very hard. So it took me, uh, it was hard to learn. I remember it was, it was funny. I was just miserable all day trying to get up, but, but it was fun. Once, once I had my first, uh, takeoff, it was amazing. I think that was the hardest part is just to take off because I didn't know how to oh, yeah. foil from, from, from kiting. Uh, I remember the first foil that I liked was a liquid force impulse. That thing was super sweet. And then I started doing a wake foiling behind. So I had a really good uh, sense of balance on the foil, even without wind. Uh, and that helped me a lot, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I started windsurf foiling at the start, and that helped set that foundation and then went off to winging after. So your first flight winging, was it? How'd that make you feel? For me, it was just, it was insane how quiet it was, how peaceful it was. And then I could just travel and see the lake like a tourist. Like that, that, those are the three points I think caught me the most. Yeah. I mean, the, the sensation of, uh, of, of floating, uh, that you get from, 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 from foiling is just, uh, unmatched. Uh, yeah, I, I've done lots of, uh, board sports and just that feeling of, of being like, uh, weightless. And just glide and, and fly, especially once you got a, a a bump, and you're not even using the wing at all. For me, that's the the most uh, mind blowing moment. It's just like silence, like you said. Maybe you will hear the 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 the, the foil like uh, almost like whistling or something. But yeah, the glide is just like you fish like you feel like a like a I don't know pelican soaring. <laughs> on, on the near near wave or, or like uh, I, I I look a lot of now I look a lot of uh, all the the fishes and, and and the dolphins and whales and 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 rays like yeah they're they're just foils and, and they're just gliding and that's exactly why we're trying to mimic with the with the foil um, yeah I'm I'm so hooked with foiling I love that. 
Oh, nice. So now you're seeing a lot of kids from Hood River, a lot of pros from everywhere come to Laventana and train. Um, have you seen, obviously there's been an explosion of people winging there. We've talked about this before, but what's it like seeing 13 year olds pulling backflips and 720s and that kind of thing? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's great. Uh, it's great, uh, I don't know, to see how fast they evolve and become the best riders in the world. And it's also hilarious a little bit because, uh, yeah, I don't know, 10 years ago, when you look at the pro rider, it was always somebody in their, uh, I don't know, 20s to 30s. And, and even, even if there was a competition, categories were like, uh, yeah, the open was where all the old guys were. And then, uh, having a young guy, it will be kind of like, I don't know, not fair because he's not going to make it. But now it's kind of the other way around. Now we, the old guys, we don't have, oh, we, yeah. we don't stand a chance against the, the, the young gun. It's crazy. Uh, I, I like particularly seeing, uh, Chris and Benji. Uh, and I remember, mm, yes. uh, I didn't know, I didn't see when Chris learned to, to wing foil, but I was watching Benji when he started from zero. And in a matter of one year, he was a pro. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and especially because they're they're smaller kids too. Like they don't like you would associate windsurfers and kiter with muscular physique. They spend a lot of time in the gym. They're very well trained. And then you have this smaller kid who's I don't know, twelve, thirteen, pulling off stuff. They were like, how? But yeah, I guess it's a sport that you don't need a lot of strength. It's it's mainly technical. And then obviously, the lighter you are, the higher you can jump. The more yeah, pop you can get, mean, smaller gear you can use. Yeah, there's always some advantage of, of being lightweight. Uh, you can get out with uh, any breeze uh, because you have big wings. I don't know, like a three, a, a three square meter wing uh, for somebody that weighs uh, 40 kilos. It's, it's a big wing. And, and then you have a four liter board, which is considered like a really small board. For a, again, for a 40 kilos kid, is, it has... It has quite a lot of rotation. So that's opened the muscle, the possibility to, to practice when nobody can and, uh, and to send it. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So for, uh, for those at home, what's your favorite setup and why do you like riding it? Yeah. My favorite setup, uh, it's been a four liter board. I am riding a KT Drifter S. Uh, oh, for the last, nice. I think, two seasons now. And I, one of the things that I love is that the board is made to last. Uh, I, 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 I'm still a surf shaper. Uh, don't practice that anymore. I just make a few boards, uh, boards, uh, for, for friends or for me. Usually I made, made them for me and then my friends took it for me. Uh, so I know a little bit about oh, wow. construction and, and the construction from the KT board. For me, it's, uh, outstanding. Um, I have had, uh, I'm with some boards, which are also, that was also one, one of my favorites. Um, and then from there, uh, yeah, I, I have owned some slingshots, some, uh, Takuma, but yeah, my favorite has been the, the Amotson and, and the KT, which is what I'm riding now. And it, the thing is boom proof. Uh, I funny, like I'm a surf shaper and I hate doing repairs. 
and I treat my board. My equipment, I usually, I don't treat it really well. I treat better the equipment from the school, but what my personal equipment, I'm a little bit rough. And the thing is okay. solid, yeah. Um, and for foils, oh, nice. I have used uh, right engine, I have used a lift, and sling, uh, no, what I say, liquid force at the beginning. And then I, 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 I just caught my attention once because one friend of mine had one and I really liked the modular system and how you could strap, uh, just your front wing, your back wing, which at the beginning there was not much options. I mean, nowadays it's standard, I, I guess. Uh, but I really like their system and how solid it looks compared to what I was riding before. And then I, uh, got the chance to meet Evan and he, uh, helped me to, to, to get a setup. And from them, from, since then I've been riding Axis and I'm loving it. My favorite setup was the HPS 880, uh, until recently. Well, I, I think it's safe to say that I still love that foil. It's been for me like the, if I can only have ride one foil only, that will be the one that I will, that I will ride. It's, uh, for me, it was, uh, I can pump the foil like for long, very long without, uh, wind or anything. And then I can surf it. I can wing it. It's super fast. It turns really good. Uh, but nowadays they have the Spitfire. So now that's, uh, what I've been riding. So I just got it. It's just been released. I just got it here in summer, which is not our best season. So I just had a chance to ride a couple of times, but I like it so far. It's the one that I have right here behind. And, uh, yeah, it, it's really good. It turns really good. There's still some things that I miss from the HPS that I really like, but there's always some transition when you switch your, 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 your foil. You have to adapt and, and how it turns and, uh, one of the things that I like about foiling is it can be very geeky because there's so many, oh, yeah. so many variables uh, that, are, that will affect how you ride. So you really have to uh, get your head around every little detail, like uh, the, the, the front wing, the rear wing, the fuselage length, where the mast uh, sits on the fuselage and where the mast sits on your board, your board and uh, conditions. I mean, there's so many freaking variables that it takes a long time and uh, to, to kind of like know what you want and what you like and also know when one thing is better for conditions to other conditions. But at the same time, it's great that you can find a, a, a setup that will work for everything uh, with always some sacrifices, but you can you can dial in what you want and what you like and there's so many brands so so many good brands so much offer that it's crazy no oh yeah there's so many brands so many different kinds of foils from high to low to medium aspect stuff um let's break it down a little bit though for mass length what are you using and what do you think is best for beginners so i'm using an 82 centimeter uh mass and for me, that works great uh, because I like all disciplines of kite foiling mainly, not kite foiling, foiling, uh, kite foil, uh, wing foil, surf foil, or prone foil, and uh, downwinding, which I, is the one that I practice the least. But uh, we will change that. Um, all right, let's so talk that, about that. So that that mass length for me sits right in the middle, and I'm very comfortable with it. 
I'm not, I don't, I'm not, not a big fan of the super long mass, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, beyond a hundred centimeters or, 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 yeah. Or, or like not even the nineties, the, the, the ones that are 90, I like them for, for, for kiting only. Uh, but from there lower, like 82, you feel very connect to the turn and how and you feel more the foil. Uh, so for me, that's, uh, that's the key. And for beginners, I really like the 75 range. Uh, I even though have like, a, I think it's a 40 baby mask length that, uh, that I bought for teaching. And then from there, I have a 60 centimeter and a 68 centimeter. And I found that the best one is the 75 because with the little ones, the problem is that the, as soon as they engage the fall, they're going to bridge very easily and they're going to fall. So, and with the really long ones, like the 90s or beyond or the 80 even, uh, yeah, it's harder to control the foil. So I found that the 70 range, it's perfect for beginners because they have some margin before they bridge and they have a lot of control and stability on, on the, on the foil. And I saw also that it's a bit safer because, uh, you can jump away from the foil faster when you, when you fall. So that's kind mm. of. What I, mm-hmm. what I believe for, 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 for what we do here is, is best. Okay. Now, what about, uh, let's say, let's jump to fuselage. Fuselage. Uh, I'm riding uh, with Axis, what, it, what they call the crazy short. Let me, let me grab it here. Yeah, this is a crazy short uh, fuselage, which is 600 millimeters or 60 centimeters. Uh, okay. which is, so it's, it's, 60? it's quite short. Uh huh. It's quite short. They have a shorter one now. And they also, they call this one the advanced because they move the, the attachment point where the mat, where the mask, uh, sits four centimeters forward to be closer to the front wing. Before this, they have it like a really bit more on the back. Uh, so that, uh, changed a lot, uh, how you pump and how, uh, and the angle of attack a little bit because the more, if you have more uh, pressure on the front, you tend to put the foil a little bit more down. Uh, so you kind of have to readjust a little bit your, your stance on the board. But this, uh, I found this to be like a, a really good change for the, for the foils, um, particularly for winging, down winging and surfing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what about your rear tail there? I'm using a 350 progression, uh, right. but I, I actually like uh, one a little bit smaller, the 325, uh, because it makes the, the whole setup very loose uh, to ride and still I get the enough uh, stability uh, and it makes it go faster too. There's a little bit less drag, less wing, less drag. Oh, and how much do you weigh just for people at home? I'm like 77 kilos, I think. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm 70, so I'm riding a 70 liter just because water's cold here sometimes, and it's nice to yeah. float. But uh, yeah, but actually, yeah. Uh-huh. it's uh, right now, for example, we have summer and we have very light wind. I've been trying to go out on my 40 liter, and yeah, I, I have. I had to swim back a couple of times, uh, and I'm getting tired of that. Of that. 
So I was thinking, uh, I, I have a, an old, uh, well, it's not old. It's, you know, things get older these days very fast. It's to a one year old board, uh, which is 90 liters. It's a slingshot, uh, it's a slingshot. I don't remember the name of the board. Robbie, you know, uh, I don't know if you know Robbie. Uh, he, he writes for slingshot and he's, uh, a very, Love, uh, community member here in La Ventana. He's a, he's a, he's mental with, with foil skills. And he had oh, a nice. board from, from, from Wyatt that he was, it was a prototype for Slingshot and he was writing it. And he broke it, of course, because he, he, do, he does write stuff. So I'm fixing it because it's 90 liters and it's, uh, super short. I think it's like, um, 14 or something like that. Uh, so I oh, think wow. I can use okay. that and, and, and get up on lighter winds and keep enjoying because we have wind year round. Uh, you just gotta have the right equipment for it and, uh, and go for it. Like I could kite foil every day here, but these days all I think is, uh, wing foiling. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What, what was that transition from kite foiling to wing foiling? Um, why are you maybe thinking more wing foiling now? That happened very quick uh, because I started kite foiling, like liking and enjoying it around 2019. And that's the same year that I started uh, wind foiling. Uh, it, and it just happened that quick because as soon as I get up on, on the wing foil, the feeling was unmatched. So that's when I just uh, reset my brain and kind of like ditch everything that I was doing before. And, and not because I thought it's better, just because I just get so addicted to that feeling that, that, that kiting wasn't given, uh, anymore to me. Um, it's, uh, I mean, the, the addiction, the problem is real. Uh, this thing is, 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 <laughs> if, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's an addiction. Uh, it's a good it's problem to have, I think. Somebody yeah. Can have. yeah, exactly. It's the best addiction somebody can have. I wouldn't yeah. mind if I have kids and my kids go addicted to, to foiling or surfing or anything. It's, you know, that's great. <laughs> go for it. Oh, yeah. It keep, keeps you in shape, keeps you out of trouble. It keeps your body clean because you got to have food choice. Well, for the most part, like if you're wanting to compete and do fairly well and just have a great day the next day, obviously your food choices and your, um, your, choices of liquids are going to change all that stuff kind of dictates when you want to have a great day on the water the next day. Yeah. So it can. I, I doesn't think, have to. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a very important point. Uh, and, and at the end it will, it will drag you to a healthier life. Uh, no, not immediately because I had been partying or, or, or I had been like, especially after, winging and everything. I was so hungry that I don't know you go will and go eat uh, I don't know like uh, wings or a, a huge burger not that it's necessarily bad food but it's not the healthiest option yeah. uh, but then when you hit 40 hits you in the face and then you realize that if you want to keep doing this you gotta focus on on, on, on your uh, on what you're eating and also on getting uh, another exercise routine. Um, I don't know if it's because I just hit 40 or because I start winging. Winging is more demanding physically than, 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 than kiting. At least, uh, yeah, you, you can get 
you can get uh, kiting on a very high level, and then it will be very physically demanding. But mm-hmm. winging, even if you're not uh, pushing it hard and doing the most radical things, you will still get workout because uh, I mean you're holding the wing with your arms, you're you're working your whole uh, core uh, to, for balance, and then your legs are pumping and carving. It's uh, I don't know. It's a really good workout. And immediately I start having troubles on my, on my neck or my shoulder because either I had a bad position when I was winging. So I had to kind of like adjust my, 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 I don't know, my shoulders. Usually they will be, they, they have been pushed forward and I ha- I didn't realize when I was doing it until I was in pain. And then I realized, okay, I have to bring my shoulders back to keep a, 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 a position that my body, that in my body feels more natural. And even oh, though, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, now you, now I have to start getting in, in shape and, and, uh, luckily I have good friends here. Like Kate is one of them who's been dragging me to the gym. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, that overall, it's, uh, it's where I want to go. And, uh, because I want to do this, uh, I don't know. So I'm way older. Uh, that's one of the things that caught my attention the first time that I got to La Ventana. It was very unpopular back uh, back back then. Uh, there were only people with 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 white hair. Uh, you know, like beyond 60, 70 years old. And when I look at them, I was I was like, "Damn, these guys are ripped." How? Because it, I yeah. mean, I look at the boys; they were super strong, and uh, you know, all windsurfers. And I, and I, and that's, that was one of the things that I also thought about myself. Like when I when I'm 70, I want to look like them. I want to be out there winging. I mean, whatever water sport is we're doing at that time when that happened. But I want to be I want to be active. I don't want to be sitting on my couch watching football or whatever. I want to be out uh, exploring and 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 don't I don't know. Like there's no reason to to become. Uh, to lose the child that we all have and, and just go explore and play, have fun. That's the most healthier thing we can do, I think. Yeah, I think so. There's there's a bunch of people that go to Nitnat and some of them are 65, 70. My one buddy, David, that works with Marie at Elevation, I think he's 74 now and great shape, loves to get out on the water. And, and it gives, I guess, all of us people who are, I know I just turned 40 this year. Yes, it's hope. But then you're also like, there's one guy walking around. He must be 60, completely shredded. And I'm like, how? I walked up to him. I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, kid, just eat good food. <laughs> Stay off of all this other stuff. And then and then exercise like what we're doing. And then you'll get there. And then he said, once he figured out what worked for his body, he just maintained that. And then it just amplified over the years. But it is really awesome to see everybody in their 60s, 70s, and even sometimes in their 80s enjoy foiling. And this is a sport we'll be able to do until if we can walk, we can foil. So I was so yeah. happy to be able to find this because I was looking for something obviously up until just the love of wind has been has been absolutely phenomenal in my life. And I know when you get hooked on wind and how it makes you feel, you just want to find all these different ways to enjoy it. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, there's so many benefits about this water sports. Uh, another thing that we haven't talked about is, uh, yeah, the, the, 
to to reconnect with nature, which is one of the things that mm, you ended up losing point. from living in the city. Uh, you saw disconnected from from nature because you're walking on concrete. Uh, if you're walking, because mainly you're on the on on a car or uh, any other transport, and uh, you don't look at the sky that much because you know you have all the huge buildings, all the lights. So, and we spend most of our time on their phone. It's, I mean, that's not only on the cities, even on the beach, it's, it's hard. It's very addictive. But is, once yeah. you're out and you're riding, you completely disconnect from the fakes that we have created in the world and connect with the wind, the water, uh, the temperature. You become aware of, of your world. You, if you're lucky, you're going to see, I don't know, fish or whales or other stuff. And you're gonna, uh, you're gonna live again, uh, how we are supposed to live in nature. So that's, uh, I don't know, like, uh, kind of like, uh, a, a big part of, uh, outdoor sports, uh, in general that, uh, we have to nourish and, 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 uh, and take us, uh, I don't know, like, uh, medicine these days because otherwise, we're going to go crazy. Yeah, it's one of the reasons Tom and I, my co we started the podcast was to help people, A, connect with water sports who had never been there. And in post-pandemic, I, I found the world was going in a direction where it, it, it was just spiraling more and more and more in, onto phones, onto devices, isolation. And then I just want to share how water sports and how wind had made me feel and how they had saved my life and how they had given me so much purpose and joy and passion. So that's why we're, we're doing this just to help some people who may have thought that, Hey, it might be too hard or no, I can't do this or Hey, my schedule is too hectic. But the more and more people we meet like yourself, that are like, Hey, like I live that I've chose to choose to live this way now. And this is how much happier it makes me feel. It, it's they're nice stories to hear for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, you realize that the the more people you teach, uh, I mean, it's it's easy for them also to become addicted to this, uh, okay. and they also start changing their lifestyle. And because when you find something that you like, you tend to look time to do it. So. These super, these people who were like really busy, uh, they're trying to find time on their schedule to come and practice. And then they ended up like changing the whole life too. I remember one of my first, uh, customers I, that I had, uh, during a kite camp. Uh, I remember him. He was, he was very hard. He was very harsh on, 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 on me, on everything. And he, I remember one day when, when he exploded because we got skunk for a couple of days. And, and, and you know, the, everybody wants to get the max out of, of, uh, if they're on a kite camp, they want to get the most out of the camp, right? And learn the most because he told me like, Oh, absolutely. He was telling me one day, like very, like anxiously and, and kind of like mad a little bit, like, you know, like, uh, I don't have any vacation and, I only have this amount of time uh, on the year to get out and, and, and try this. And now I'm getting skunk and I'm, I don't have wind and I'm very frustrated and, and, and I get it. I get that frustration and, and, 
and where he's coming from. But that one, one of the things that nature teaches you is that you cannot force things no matter how much you pay. Uh, I mean, nobody controls the wind, right? But he started changing his, nope. uh, because he, he got hooked anyways. Even though he got drunk a couple of days, he got a taste of, of what it, what it is. And then he keep doing it. He, he enrolled after this camp to in another one and in another one. And now he's somebody that I see every year here in La Ventana. And now that I speak with him, he seems like so relaxed. And, and, and you, you notice the change on, on, on his vibe. How now he's like cured from, from that rhythm that was kind of like consuming him from the inside. And now he enjoys life. He, he quit his old job. And now he's doing his own thing. So he has his, he has the time that he wants. And he's becoming a really good kiter now. Now I think, uh, if I grab a kite, he's going to kick my ass for sure. <laughs> and, and, and that just left, that just give me like some, uh, I feel very good about it. Like, uh, I just contribute with a little bit, it, uh, because obviously he was, uh, he didn't have a, a great week when he was with us because the wind was not that great. But still, that was enough to contribute and, and, and keep him going until, he, until, he, until he finds his own path and he, and he makes this his passion. And now he's like, uh, I don't know, he's an awesome person and he's so, so happy. And, and, uh, and I get, I feel a little bit happy about that, you know, like a rewarding, like, um, I don't know. Some people say it, uh, about an instructor. Oh, like, ah, he's only an instructor. He's a bum. But I feel great. Like, yeah, I might, mm. I might be only an instructor, and I live on the beach like a bump if you want. Uh, but I help. I don't know to make people happy a little bit. It's not always. It's not, of course, my. Uh, I'm not the one who changed his life, but I contribute to it. Uh, so that's very rewarding, and that's very noble. And that keeps me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's a, a point in, I think that's a very, it is a very noble thing to do and, and, and it's a humble thing to do sometimes, but cause I'm, I'm an instructor here as well. And, but you never know where these sports are going to take people and just introducing something new to somebody you, you just never know. So it's beautiful to be able to do that. Um, and then circling back to your, your cool school there, what kind of gear do you use for your school? And, um, why did you choose that gear? Uh, well, I, I, tr I like to try everything. Uh, and I guess that I get that from, from shaping every time I have something in my hand, I want to try it and I want to see how it feels and I want to know why it works. So, and I do believe that all the gear out there, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, everybody is doing an amazing job. Uh, I don't believe like, oh, this brand is the top. And if you're not riding this brand, you're not going to be good enough, whatever. That being saying, I've been riding with uh, different brands. Uh, I start, uh, I started the, the school with Liquid Force, uh, which a lot of people used to trash. And I, uh, and, and I like it. Uh, that was what I was riding personally before uh, the, the kite school and that's why i i i decided to, to use it for the kite school uh plus 
I like uh, the background of the brand to where to know where they're coming from. Uh, and in the case of Liquid Force, as I was a wakeboarder before, I knew about Liquid Force because they 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 start the company with wakeboarding. Uh, Jimmy Redmond is the guy one of is the, one of the guys who owned the company, and he was a shaper. He and an inventor of a sport. He invented uh, the board that we know as a twin tip. Wayboarding before it was called it was a scurfer, and it was a directional board. And then Jimmy Redmond came with the first bidirectional board design, which is kind of like every kind of border border rights these days. So to me, that's huge, uh, and it has had a huge impact also on a sport that haven't even exist at the moment, kiting. Uh, so that's where I pay tribute to, to, to the guys who brought us here and his company. I think it was a great company. Um, and then they, I don't know why they, uh, broke or closed out the kiteboarding division. So then I was contacted by a great person in Hood River, uh, Elliot. Elliot was, uh, become, uh, the reading kite distributor in, in America at that okay. time yeah and he contacted me and he offered me the brand and uh coming from from liquid force which was a brand that wasn't very well uh or, or people didn't like it that much it wasn't very popular i don't know i was like okay now i'm gonna now we're gonna go and and uh i'm gonna go for a i don't know a, a more popular brand and then Elliot came and offered me reading kites, which was like super new, like completely new. And I didn't, I didn't even like the colors of the brand, which I mean, it's not important, but you know, when you write something, you want to write something that you it's like. It's important. Yeah. So I was like, 100%. Ah, fuck, like I don't like that. Like, and I, I didn't even meet uh, Elliot, but, but I like, his approach, his vibe, uh, his support. And uh, I ended up going with him and reading. And it's so far one of the best uh, reps that I have met. I mean, the best rep I have met, for sure. And uh, he was uh, giving me such a good service that was unbeatable. The guys were, were really good, too. Uh, they had some defects. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's normal or not, but I, I've seen a lot of kites floating from different brands. So I guess at the end, uh, they all have to deal with some, uh, issues. The, the kites came from the same fabrics. So I don't know. Uh, but he has the best okay. service. And they got ever. wings I, too, I right? To, they got wings too. Uh huh. So I started riding with them. Yeah. Uh, okay. and then, uh, and then I switched. To a rush, Elliot uh, left uh, reading kites. Now he's a uh, uh, slingshot uh, and right engine guy. Uh, and then I start riding oh, okay. um, kite wise a rush for the school, which is a product that I, al right. I always liked. Uh, they fight great. They have great quality. So then, wing wise, I I, I had a mix from from. I start with reading, reading wings. And then a rush, and now I'm riding KT wings too. Uh, like uh, I say, I, I like beautiful. to test everything, and 
which gives you a better perspective of what you like. Uh, if you just brand with, uh, marry with one brand, then you're missing out a lot of things. And what works for me might not work for you and same as for my students. So I do like them. I do like to have a few options and see what they like. And also because it's such a new sport that everything is changing so fast that it's important to, to try different things and see what's better for, for what. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's regarding kites and wings. Um, for fall, All right. uh, I, yeah. I, I do really like Axis. Uh, I'm sure that there's other brands that are also great. Uh, I just have a really good, um, customer service with Axis. I think they're top notch and you, and the owners are very approachable. And that's something that I haven't experienced with any other brand. But with them, uh, like I can text Evan and he will reply me. Sometimes I, I'm ashamed, like, Hey, Evan, so what's this coupon on this new wing? Uh, what do you think? How we will compare to this? And even though he might be like super busy with other important things, he takes the time to text me back and send me a voice note and tell me what, what with what. So I, I really appreciate that from, from Evan. And that's what I like about Axis. Uh, so, uh, some people don't like this about Axis. They have, probably the biggest uh, variety in, in, in wing falls, which make it a little bit mm -hmm. a nightmare to get into it because you don't know what to choose. Uh, mm, but, good point. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's complicated. And, uh, and I think that's something uh, so complicated in wing foiling. Uh, it's very important to have the right gear to learn. And that's something that it took me a little bit to 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 dial in when I was learning. Uh, if you're on the on the wrong equipment, it's gonna take you longer to learn, and it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, that's why I will also I recommend to have uh, lessons first, because the the the, the learning gear for uh, it's very specific. It might not be the gear that you wanna buy and have because you're going to grow from that very quickly. So unless you, you're planning to, to donate it to, to your son or your cousin or something, yeah, then bought it. Uh, but otherwise, there's no point of spending, I don't know, $3,000 in gear that you're only going to use to learn for six months, and then you're going to try to get at something new. So that's one of the advantages of having lessons. You're going to get all the beginner gear available, and then once you know what you're doing, you can buy some intermediate gear that's going to last you for a year more at least. Oh yeah. I like that approach because at the start you have no idea what, what's going on. Um, so, and especially beginner boards, everything adds up quite a bit. So it is a great concept to do it that way. Now at your school, how do you teach? Uh, do you start on land? Do you do land basics? You do water. Can you walk a, a potential new student, through that process with your school? Yeah. Uh, first, uh, first lesson is on land, and we just uh, break some theory, uh, how to fly the wing, uh, how to flip the wing on the water, and just uh, how to get up on the board. We have a board without a pole, and how to, we try to simulate what you're going to do on the water. Um, so that usually is one hour or two, depending on, on the person. Uh, but 
for the most part, it's just one hour. Sometimes it's even faster. Some people is some people is so natural that uh, I don't know that makes me feel bad when it's I very true. to remember when I learned and I spent so much time learning. And some people is just like Jesus, they just know somehow. So uh, we try to 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 accommodate the lesson to the ability of the person. But for the most part, it's one hour on land, and then we do a tandem. Uh, that little downwinder on, on, on the beach. So we drive up north. Uh, the student goes on the water with his instructor holding the board and just uh, dragging behind him and helping him with, uh, okay. yeah, how, how to get on the knees on the board, how to flip the wind. So he can be like right next to him to, to explain him how to make things better and point the, the mistakes that are, that are happening. So he can be aware of uh, where he needs to improve. So from there, depending on how that goes, uh, the next lesson will be uh, the instructor goes on another little downwind with the with the client or with the student, uh, either on a on a SUP following him or on a on, or on a wing foil equipment behind him or riding next to him. Uh, after that, uh, they usually have the opportunity to to rent gear and do an, a downwind by themselves, depending what, on what the instructor assess. Uh, but I have I have uh, clients that uh, unbelievably uh, ride on the first lesson. Uh, that's something that I I don't know. I, I asked the guy if he had ride before, and he said no, but he could be lying. I don't know. That, I was like, yeah. I, I was mind blown. Like, or the guy is, I don't know, has, it's uh, the, the lost son of Kai Lenny and he can do everything just because he has it on his <laughs> age. Maybe, yeah. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know. But for the most part, uh, we do like four hours, six hours of lesson. And then after that, they can rent gear and try to do the downwinders on themselves. Right. Uh, we offer them, uh, like, um, we have a beach boy. Who will drive the the car and 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 make drop off and pick them up? Uh, so there's that service here on, on La Ventana by another friend. He's, he's doing the same service just for everybody, kiters, wingers, or whoever who wants to go down in there. And uh, after oh, cool. that, they can come. How much back does that cost? The downwinder service. I have no clue right now. Uh, with the school, it's okay. included with the rental of, of the gear. Uh, but my friend who's doing it by himself, okay. I don't know what are their quotes right now, and I'm sure they're gonna go up probably this next season. Everything's going up, so we have mm-hmm. to catch up. Everything. Uh, but there, there's lots of options. Hitchhiking. Uh, I, there's one guy here that is very admirable, Charles. He's my neighbor. He's like 60 year old or or 50 something, I think. And he's the most determined person I've seen in my life. He he wants to do a downwind foiling. That's his goal. And and he has no car. Yeah, let's talk about this. And he lives south. He's my neighbor. I live south here uh, in La Ventana. So he gets up and and takes his bike. He has a little car on his bike for 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 his foiling gear. So he drives up north to where we teach, to Latuna, leave his uh, foil equipment o- over there, 
And then he rides his bicycle back down here to the south. And then he leaves his bike here on, on, on South Beach. And then he walks his way up back to Latuna to get on his gear, uh, to try to go down winter. He's, he's using the foil drive assist to, to propel himself again on foil uh -huh. and, and start downwinding. And then he makes his downwind, then he, where his bike is, and then he brings everything back home. But, but the ride up on his bicycle with the gear probably takes him like 45 minutes to get up there. And then walking back, probably it's okay. an hour 20. And then he has to, okay. to, yeah, to go up again. And he just keep walking all day. And, and then he refused to get help. Like I offer him ride because he's my neighbor. I can give him, a ride. I go there every day and he always says no. And then I offer him to storage his gear at, at the, at, at my trailer on the school. And he thought about it for a second and then he, he said no. And when I asked him like, dude, why, why, why you just don't take the, 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 the ride or the help? Like it's no problem. And he was like, because then I'm be, I'm going to become lazy and dependent. And I mm. was like, I like the mentality of this, of this guy. He just goes for, goes for it no matter what. And I'm used to so much commodities, like, like my car, for example, that some days if I don't have my car and nobody can, can give me a ride, I wouldn't do it. And this guy, he, he doesn't stop with, with these little things. He just goes for it. And I found that super admirable. This guy is a machine and he's way older than me. And, and he goes for it. He goes for it. No matter what, no excuses. So that's, uh, that's very admirable. Yeah. It's, uh, that's something for us to, to aim for. And, and I love having those, those examples, um, to follow because they're getting harder and harder to find now. Um, yeah. but let's say there's somebody brand new into winging. They want to come down to Laventana. Um, finding a place to stay. Do you find that relatively easy? Does the school, what kind of accommodations, um, are around there? And is there anything that the school can help do to connect somebody with a place to stay? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have a partnership with, a. With a couple of uh, places, actually, one of the one of those is where we we do okay. kite camps and wind camps and wind foiling camps, and he has a kind of like a boutique hotel kind of uh, style. It's a beautiful house, uh, and uh, the host is terrific. He's a very interesting person and character here, and uh, yeah, his accommodation cool. is top notch. Uh, he has. Uh, four rooms in this uh, house, very modern house. And then he also has uh, four glampings, uh, which I think I, the, the glampings are called uh, ship pods, which are kind of like this kind of like uh, space material thing uh, that is very thermic, term, uh, I don't know how to say that. It keeps it cool and, and hot during the change of weather. And they are like, uh, they okay. are equipped with nice. a real bed and, uh, all the commodities. So it's a really cool, cool spot. Um, 
if, uh, if, if you follow, if anybody follows me on, on Instagram, which is at saladita.kite.school, uh, they can figure out more about the camps and, his, and the accommodation. And uh, we offer uh, not only the camps, but also to all my customers, I offer them uh, his accommodation. And they get a little discount from if they if they stay on his place for uh, as, as accommodation, they will get a ten percent discount on the on the school on lessons uh, or gear rentals. And then there's another spot called uh, Casa Palmar, which is another great spot uh, that's a little bit more up north. And this is gonna be a brand new spot for for this season. Uh, which is super close to All the right. beach. Both both places are walking distance to the beach. Uh, one uh, one is is just like a little bit more private and more calm area, and the other one is uh, like the closer you are to the beach, there's more uh, more more noise because there's more people and there's more traffic. But both are really like both are like brand new buildings and uh, very with great hosts and very comfortable and options to stay. Plus, there's lots of Airbnbs in La Ventana, hotels and, and hostels. So there's 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 an option for, for everybody. There's camping, so yeah. And good food. Yeah, food is amazing. Uh, there's good tacos. There's uh, good burgers, oh, yeah. uh, pizza. Uh, Italian places, uh, more international sport bars with wings and old, uh, I don't know, fries and everything. Great margaritas. Uh, there's great party scene. Uh, if you like that, or, uh, there's a lot of also like, uh, healthier lifestyle options. Uh, there's lots of yoga studios, acupuncture. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the community is great. There's lots of talented people in La Ventana, either instructors. I uh, will say that all kite schools or wing schools here have uh, excellent uh, instructors. Uh, it's a great place to learn. It's very safe, although it's not the easiest, which makes you a better rider at the end. Sometimes we have people who come from uh, from a place with, where they have shallow water, uh, like mellow wind and it's super easy and they kind of like learn there and they once they come to 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 the ocean they forget everything so i will say that it's very important to come to a place where you have deep water uh because it feels more challenging but at the same time la ventana is super safe uh we haven't heard from anybody getting uh yeah, a, a strong accident here, you know. The basic accident happened in any sport, like you can uh, pop up a shoulder or, uh, I don't know, twist your ankle or whatever. But there's no any major things happening on, on the sport here on this way because it's super safe. Uh, we have some months where it's warm and some months that get colder for uh, like a 4-3 millimeter wetsuit, mainly because of the wind chill. No, not so much because it's cold, but the wind chill gets, that's what gets you. Especially that's on the, on the peak, peak months. That's when it gets cold that you need a wetsuit. But also the shoulder months of the season, for me, those are the best because we just ride on a board short 
and that will be October, November, and a little bit of December. Uh, and then the end of the season, uh, which will be May or April, and also it's less crowded. Uh, so depending on what you like, what you want to achieve, or or or, or your how much available time you have, uh, you can pick one of those months from October to April, and and you can have a great time here. Uh, but yeah, if you like, if you want the the wind as a guarantee, I will come uh, mid December uh, to April, to end of February. That's when we have wind almost all day. But those are the coldest months and the most busy months. If you have a more flexible schedule and you're also open to to do more of what the La Ventana has to offer, which is besides wind, we have great mountain bike trails. We have great uh, experience on the ocean. Like there's lots of, uh, they call it sea fires because they took you out on a boat and then you will see, uh, I don't know, sperm whales, uh, orcas, uh, mobulas, dolphins. I mean, uh, nature around here is great. So there's more things beyond uh, wind. Uh, so I will advise yeah, and this will be in, in general to anybody who wants to learn wind sports. Uh, I know that when we said or my own something, that's what we want. And I had the same mentality when I started. And then I had to learn through getting skunk with the wind. Like uh, you cannot control everything. And that's a big learning uh, thing for more sports is uh, to enjoy everything around kiting, which is connect with nature, whatever it has to give you. So if you come here and you don't have wind, uh, don't worry. There's a lot of things to do and and just enjoy it. Uh, for example, also another one thing that we do uh, is uh, foiling behind a jet ski, which is that will uh, get you on track for your later goal of wind foiling way faster. It's a really cool thing to do. And also for a lot of people that is already winging and they haven't learned to pump with the foil properly without using the wing, having some time on the jet ski will teach you how to pump perfectly. Oh yeah, I've um, it definitely makes a, a pretty big, pretty big difference to learn there. And obviously, you're looking for um, flatter water and less wind. So you're right. There's different different times for different activities. Um, but all yep. that, that sounds pretty awesome. That, that gives our folks at home a lot of information about La Ventana. Um, accommodations are easy. Lessons are straightforward and easy. You can go from camping to luxury um, based on that. You got good gear at your school. So you're looking at what range of board sizes do you have um, for people? So let's say if I'm riding regularly, can I come down and rent, let's say a 60 or a 50 or a 40 or Liter yeah, off we have we have everything ranging from from fifty liters all the way to one hundred and forty five liters board. And wings we have uh, from three point five all the way to six. Five to six, okay. And now you're and then yeah, yeah and then for and then foils we will have a, a a wide range of axis foils. Mostly for the school, I have the broad spectrum car, which are really easy to ride and very forgiving uh, kites, uh, sorry, foils. Uh, 
on the range of 2,000 square centimeters to 1,500. But we will have a lot of uh, demos from the high-end uh, gear from Axis, uh, Spitfires, ARTs, which are the, the higher aspect uh, oils that have been super good. And uh, yeah, uh, it will be a good place to to come and try gear to figure out what you want and what you like and how what feels for, good for you. And also, if you don't want to travel with all your equipment, which is can be a, a, a problem, uh, just come down here and rent gear from us and and uh, go right. Oh, cool. Hey, what do you think about the new 2023 hard handle KT wings? I just started riding a three meter pretty much exclusively. And um, I love that little thing. I can get going in probably 17, 18 knots on it. And um, I find the pumping to get me going. It all, I feel like the pumping is more similar to what some of the pros were doing before with baggier wings. They were just, their, their skills were better, but this wing is just helping me accelerate, get up and going. And then once you're riding with a three meter, oh, you don't really want to ride with anything else. Yeah, I agree. See, riding with small wings is so, so nice. It's a, it's a smaller wing. So it's very, it's a fortressly to, to turn and to flip and to, Passes behind your head so easy. Uh, and especially the one with the hard handles, the connection to the wing was very solid. So it's very efficient. There's no energy loss when you're pumping. Uh, the ones with handles, the, the, the wing tend to, to flex a little bit more. And there's some uh, lost uh, energy that, that, that dissipates there. And when, when with the hard handle, every pump, you feel the, the, the power delivery more direct, so it can be way more efficient. Although there's some thing, there's pros and cons, I believe. Uh, I do like the, from the, from the KTs that have the long handles, the ability to, to really move my hands all the way back or all the way forward. Uh, but overall, I think I like uh, more the, the hard handles. Yeah, I think the KTs, which were last year's 2022s, where you had those long um, handles, it was, I found it was a little bit easier on the hands, a little bit easier on the wrists and joints. And for learning, I think it taught you, um, I think you have to learn a little bit slightly better wing, wing, wing skills when you're riding with one of those because you can't manipulate that handle as much. So what you end up doing is you end up learning, okay, so if I move my hand forward, move my hand backwards, what's this angle on the horizontal? So what's going to happen? How do I generate power a little bit differently? So I still love the, the soft handles. Now for people who are looking to get a little bit more, I find explosion or a little bit more power, or maybe make it feel more like windsurfing, then the hard handles are, are sweet. Um, but I think learning on soft handles, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, I think they're pretty comfortable for the hands, definitely. Yeah. See, totally. And uh, see, they, they, they become, uh, like you say, once you have the ability to move where, where it goes, it teaches you a lot. So uh, that can be helpful. Otherwise, I think also like having just two options and, and with the high handles and not being able to move it that much, that also that's also great because they will grab it from uh, from where they need to at the end of the day so but 
I think there's no, yeah. there's always something to learn from different gear. And yeah, at one point having riding different gear, it's always going to make you a better rider because you have more knowledge. And at the end of the day, also, it's a, you're the one, uh, we have a saying in Spanish which says, uh, which means, uh, when you have, a, I don't know, like an Apache. Uh, from, from the tribes where they were shooting with an arrow and a bow, that it was not the, the mm. bow and the arrow who were the skillful ones, it was, was, was the guy who was shooting. So I, I believe that 100%. You can make anything work. But of course, we want to, we want to have good gear and the KT wings are amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then their new downwinder board series apparently are, are pretty crazy oh as well in yeah. the whole let's talk a little yeah, downwinding because my buddy last year we we're we we're at a lake on on the island last year and he cracks out this long board and he said kid he said this is going to be coming soon and uh here, sure enough here they are so uh, have you you said you had just started downwinding and uh, you want to do a little bit more of it yeah uh actually when i start wing foiling my my goal was always uh like downwind. Uh, I follow these guys uh I don't know if you know uh Foil Wizard from Hawaii on Instagram or or Kai or Kane the Wild or James Casey. Um mm-hmm. these guys were are the guys that I look up uh when I when I was looking at foiling and when I was like, Whoa, this looks insane. I wanna do that. And they were doing prone foiling uh and downwinding. So they had a they had a they had a way to chip in and then get on foil and then get away and start doing uh, the downwinder. But here in La Ventana we don't have waves uh, or at least that often. So we cannot find uh, a wave to chip in on a small board and then get on foil and get out. So that's when I saw uh, uh, the the Barracuda board first uh, and uh, and now the the Katie. Uh, downwind boards, and that's like, oh, that's perfect for La Ventana because uh, we have the conditions we just don't have a wave. So, and those boards allows you to to get on foil with a paddle board or with a or or or, or prone to. I've seen guys using uh, hand paddles and then just getting the speed and get up and and foil. So it's very exciting. I think uh, foiling in general it's so multidisciplinary. The, the possibilities are just so many. Uh, but yeah, downwinding is something that I, that's what I, when I thought about winging is the perfect training wheels for downwinding. Uh, because you just, oh, you yeah. can use the wing to get up and then just put the wing down and just glide. And if you fall, you can grab the wing again and oh, get yeah. up and do it again without having to swim miles from shore. Uh, so yeah, that's also yep. what I think. Wing is uh, wing. The wing becomes a tool for foiling, uh, such as uh, the board and the paddle, or, or or I don't know, or the foil drive. Uh, the foil drive is a great tool for for mm-hmm. for getting into foiling. I think the foil, the foil drive is gonna grow uh, really. Uh, it's gonna become very popular because it it, it closes the gap from from e foiling to to other types of foiling. So I don't know. It's everything exciting. Yeah, I'm stoked to see where it progresses, and um, 
and, and continues to accelerate at this kind of rapid pace in the years to come. And I'm just hopeful that it brings more people into the sport and that they get to enjoy that reconnection with nature, which we talked about and then help them get a little bit, um, back into doing something with their bodies and, and just kind of enjoying that movement that all of these sports offer. Um, I think that's, what's so special about this one is that it, it it's in nature. You, you're harnessing the power of that. You have to pay attention to so many things when you're out there, uh, from changing conditions to, to whether or not you're riding a, a front. Um, so then obviously the wind's going to go up or down or re- regardless if you're riding thermals, there's always something to learn, which I think is, is a really fun aspect of these sports. So yeah. Hey, Endo, thanks. Um, I want to say thanks a lot for taking the time to talk with me today. We talked about a whole bunch of, of stuff, which is amazing. If people are looking to get uh, in touch with you um, at your school, what's the easiest way for them to do that? No, thank you for, for inviting me. It's, it's been awesome. I'm always happy to, to meet uh, other people that talk for, for, for wing sports or, or water sports. So thank you for that. Uh, it's been awesome. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the best, best way to contact me uh, could be Instagram at saladita.kite.school. And you will find my my information there, like uh, the phone number of the kite school. Uh, I like messaging more than email, but all of the options are, are good. Our website is www.saladitalaventana.com. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. Just write me and I will uh, hit you up with information on on what you need and we will send you something that you like oh beautiful okay well hey ando thanks a lot and um thanks everybody for joining us tonight and we'll catch you on the next episode all right thank you so much